what are you doing? This is a baby. So it's like so the 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 uh, the name the title of the lesson was like watching like sadists at work. Kind of yeah. Oh okay cool. Or the 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 experiment about this is completely off. We do talk at one point like I promise new listeners and we viewers, talk about we games. do talk about games at some point here. We probably we should do that. To, we haven't got there yet. <laughs> this is the warm up. This is how we warm up every day. Yeah, it's just... it's a snuff film for like the first ten minutes of the show. <laughs> Cold open. <laughs> Boom. Like, how many times am I gonna am I gonna be the cold yes. open? Yes. <laughs> yes. Girk knew it. Little, Little Albert. Albert is that Little the name Albert. of it? Yeah, that's the name of the baby. Little Albert. Okay. That's yeah, he thought, he was like. Look yeah. at Girk. Classic experiment. Yeah, like it's it like was. classic. That's one of my favorite baby torture <laughs> experiments. <laughs> <laughs> you could save that cold open for the next one if you want to. That's <laughs> oh, just all one. It's just all it's one. Just one, yeah, they, one that's long. fine. That's fine. Oh man. Save a sec. Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast. In this exclusive segment of the crowdfunding corner, aka Feed the Addiction, aka Girk's Empty Wallet, aka whatever this ends up being called. But for now, crowdfunding corner with your hosts, Troy, John, and Zach. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Hello. We need to insert cheering. I mean, like, I need, I need a, 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 a cheering, cheering sound. I will, I, will, I will take notes. Awesome. No, great. But yes. <clears throat> or even like, just like a, or like a, the, uh, it needs to be like barroom cheer. <sighs> right? Get on, good luck go. finding that one. It's out there. So. so this is like, um, oh, we were kind of talking about this before we went live, but this is our, this is our first episode of this new variant. Uh, to use, hey, we're relevant. We talked about Loki. Um, <laughs> hey, first time for anything. We're relevant. That's right. Uh, we're going to do a fully Kickstarter episode. So if you enjoyed the Kickstarter segment of our news uh, in the past collection of episodes, this is going to be nothing new. If you've never listened to one of our episodes, we've got something new and fresh and exciting for you. Um <laughs> Yes, it's uh, it's really going to be pretty simple. Um, we each have brought a collection of Kickstarters to the table that we're excited about, and we're going to pitch them to each other and to you. Talk about what we like about those campaigns, um, maybe where they're funded, um, or or what they're asking for, what they're selling, all of those sorts of things. We're going to try to cover not just Kickstarter but other crowdfunding sites that we uh, that we might frequent. Um, there are a few others, and some of those are growing somewhat readily, uh, steadily. Um, but most of the time, you're going to hear us talk a lot about Kickstarter. And our hope is that um, by doing this, we are bringing a heightened awareness to the community creator side of our hobby, right? Okay, okay. Let's let's not try to be so magnanimous. What we're really trying to do is we're trying to get other people to spend as much damn money on Kickstarters as what we do, so we <laughs> don't feel so freaking news. bad about it. Yeah. It you all like being broke at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, right. right. So we, yeah, can all, yeah. we can all scrounge around for the... Uh, drag them all the down, couch tooth and nail. Together. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, well, that's what we're here for. We're, we, we're just lonely at the bottom. Misery love company, right? That's, yeah, misery love company. Yeah. 
Uh, that could be a good title for this for this uh, <laughs> for these episodes too. Yeah, uh, we'd have to have like a, a context tag on it. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, so let's see. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Kickstarters to talk about, and mm-hmm. we're going to be doing these episodes every other week. So they probably will sit around this number because we're we're having to wait two weeks to do it. Um, but I think uh, it's going to be worth the wait. There's a lot of good ones here this week. Even on a slow week, uh, there's always a few to talk about. Um, and uh, today, this week wasn't necessarily the slowest of weeks. So, all right. You know what? Let's do this. Let's just go down the list. I think that that's going to be an easy, an easy way on this sucker. So. For next week, fellas, or next two weeks, fellas, if you want to talk about yours at the top of the list or the bottom or somewhere in between, just organize it as we go. Okay. Got it. All right. So first one on the list is one that I backed. This is called Micro Dungeons for D&D. Let's see. I will... By the way, if you're listening along with us uh, on Twitch... We'll be posting these links, all of these products, as we talk about them. And if you are uh, listening at home, the links will be in your podcast uh, show notes. So I'll grab those for you guys. Okay. Oh, thank you. Yep, go ahead. Very cool. All right. So this first one is called Micro Dungeons for D&D, and it costs a single dollar. Actually, it ends up being like closer to $2. Um, False advertising. I'll, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. This is another uh, Kickstarter from Mexico. Um, and uh, so it's, cl- it's, it's, he's trying his best, but it, but Kickstarter insists that it's almost $2. <clears throat> Anyhow, these are basically um, micro dungeons on something akin to a note card, though they're just on PDFs. Um, but they have a little dungeon map and they have little notes about what are in each room of the dungeon and, uh, things like that. Right now there's five dungeons for that dollar. Um, and they're meant to be something that you can play through in a couple hours. I think this is a cool idea. Heck yeah. Can I say something really fast? One of the things that I like about Mm this, I, this idea is I can't tell, I don't, this person has never. It looks like they don't have anything that they've kickstarted before, does it? He's created uh, two. Two created. Two. So this is the yeah. second one, right? If nothing else, this is a really great way to get people's attention for the big thing you want to do next. Mm-hmm, because yeah. there are nine hundred and nine people that have backed it so far. Mm-hmm. This is actually pretty, this could be pretty smart if you went that tactically. Mm-hmm. Right? Get everybody a little nibble, something for them to kind of chew on a little bit, and the next time you come around. You can send some of your uh, emails out or notifications out to them. Let them know the big thing that you've been working on and get more eyes on it faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's well presented. It's got almost 1,000 backers. Mm-hmm. Um, got about 10 days left to go. Um, all the monster stat blocks are included at the end of the document. It's kind of like a why not sort of a project. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a PDF. Right on. Mm-hmm. It, and it comes out to a dollar one. No one? There you go. Yeah. So, so somehow, like, um, somehow that's almost two dollars. I don't know. Yeah, almost two dollars. Yeah, and some of the names of the dungeons I really, really love. Chapel of the Rift God. 
Mm-hmm. And I like the molten sanctuary. Yeah. 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 And and like the design is not overly busy, but you get a little bit of a feel for what it's going to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I think it's well presented all in all um, yeah. for what it is for a dollar. Why not? And again, uh, I love that we're seeing more stuff out of Mexico. Yeah. This is awesome. I love seeing that. Yeah. Now does and it is is this fifth edition centric or is this um or is this uh It's five E centric. It's it's pitched as five E centric. It has all the stat blocks for the creatures. Um but it's touting an OSR feel. Mm-hmm. So uh, and and it's a dungeon crawl, so it's gonna have an OSR feel. Yeah. It's dungeons, um, yeah, real dungeons, I, for D and D. Yeah, I, I like it. it's got an intro to the adventure, encounters, traps, puzzles for the different rooms. But it's in this really compressed. It's just enough for you to kind of like to you can elaborate and you yeah. get to fill it in more. But it gives you the uh, the basic flavor with that map and some of the the text that they've got in here too. I really like that. It's a good adventure seed, or if not a, a dungeon seed, for a game. Dungeons. If you've got a if you have a if you're Tight on time. You don't have a lot of uh, anything prepared for your group that night. You just chuck that out there on the board, draw some, scribble some notes, slap some stuff up on roll twenty, whatever you got to do, really, really quick, and mm-hmm. uh, do a little bit of uh, some improvisation maybe in order to mm-hmm. flesh some things out a bit more. But yeah, you got everything you need here. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I would. My hope is in a future product we could see like if this is successful. I really hope for like a a series of note cards in the next one where mm-hmm. these are, can actually, even if they're just print and play, right. Where it's all set up and you can just hit print and get yourself a collection of micro dungeons. That'd be cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like that. So, all right. What do we have next, Troy? We have the ultimate games master, the UGM. Um, hmm. This is an app that, okay. uh, I don't. It just. I just thought it was very interesting. It. It does. Uh, it's for the game masters. It's for the players. It's for uh, spectators. It's for streaming. It's for all of it, and it has everything. That you need all in one spot. Um, it you know it does your music and your sound effects, your campaign notes, uh, character sheets. It's got a got rules editors. Um, you you have so much, uh, you know, ability to to make this what you want it to be. Um, you have prepared messages that get sent out to the players. Uh, secret messages sent to specific players. Uh, NPC and monster stats, um, clues, traps, different different things set up to when you know something happens you click a button and you get the roar sound effect or you know whatever and you can use spotify and, and sirenscape for the music and and sound effects and things like that it's not geared to any specific system but hmm. it's, it's generic enough and you can put enough uh into it with it's got like drag and drop so that you can put things together uh, to help facilitate what you need, and it has an overlay, an, an automatic overlay that can be used with like OBS or uh, XSplit if you want to stream. If all of your players, and it's free for players, and for a year, uh, a year uh, 
subscription, it's only what is it? Like thirty five bucks <laughs> for the DM. And so it's you know anybody around the world, if if you're if you're using this as your as your thing, anybody you know, all your players can log in and if you have it open to the public people can come in as a spectator and watch and and however however they're listening or taking in the content if uh say your character gets hit the the thing pops up it's like minus 15 points you know and and so they can they can see kind of what's going on on the on the different character icons and things like that hmm. i don't know it just seemed like it, it's a, a really cool idea I'm I'm digging it. It's been in development and playtest for the past three years. Hmm. Um, if if you're wanting to stream a game, the the overlay is kind of cool. They have a little scrolling bar across the bottom that you could put sponsors or other notifications in it. Uh, you could have you know different numbers of of the character windows and things like that. So yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's kind of a cool thing. Um, I'm digging it. Dice roller, of course, you know, all that stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it looks like I'm looking on their website right now. It looks like they've put a lot of time and yeah. effort into it. So, Ultimate Games Master. Very yeah, cool. Uh, coming out of uh, Nonagon 3 is the is the studio. And this is coming so out of System the Agnostic? Is that what we're seeing? System Agnostic, um, I'm guessing it's probably going to mostly be geared towards 5e. But the in the little intro video, the developer, the lead developer, did say that you know, hey, if you've got like a weird, wonky little one-off game system that you like and you want to use in this, cool. Uh, with the uh, the editor, the different editors that are included in this game, you can load all the stuff you need into this system and get all the dice rolls and and all that kind of stuff right here on the Ultimate Games Master. Hmm. Interesting. Very yeah. cool. All right. What's the next thing, Troy? The next thing. I saw this, and I was just like, you know what? I got I to gotta talk about this one because I just think it's a really cool idea, especially for what we've got coming up or what I've got coming up at Gen Con and Origins. Ooh. A monkey suit? A uh, monkey. No. <laughs> <laughs> a, purple, a purple monkey suit. That's right. Dang it. Uh, no. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, learn to plays at uh, at Gen Con this year, and what would help you teaching people how to play a fifth edition player screen? This is version 2.0. Uh, it's coming out of Brain Beast Studios uh, from Sean mm. Sunday. Uh, it is it is not what you think. It's not like a big full DM screen sized kind of deal. It's uh, it's three panels, a lot shorter. I, I believe it's like fifteen centimeters tall. Mm-hmm. But it has the 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 rules and information that a lot of people, you know, have a hard time remembering. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also this was he said this was born of necessity. He's a you know a new player slash DM. And he's neurodivergent, so mm-hmm. he has he has issues uh, struggling to remember things that uh, it, you know he'd have to flip through the the handbook to find. Mm-hmm. So with this, 
Um, you don't have to worry about uh, object permanence issues or short-term term memory uh, loss or concentration problems. They're all right there. And I thought, man, this is this is going to be perfect to have at, at conventions in person uh, to for the, the players to sit down and go, okay, here's here's a little screen that you can look at as we're talking about stuff. You can find the information. And it's not like a thing where you have to stand up and roll your dice over. You just kind of huck them over because it's so short. That's that's a key thing that that maybe is easy to overlook is that this is a player's screen, yeah, a not, player's a screen, screen. not a DM screen. Yeah. Not a DM screen. Uh, the left-hand panel um, is yeah, all, this, all the stuff you can do on your turn. And you know you remember to try anything. You know, collaborative kind of gives you that little boost of remember do all kinds of stuff. It has uh, drawing representations of the different die types and and what they are, so that you can you know it's like what's a D8 look like? Oh, there it is. Okay, cool. Now I can find it. The center panel has uh, experience points and a level up table, death saves and how they work, dark vision currency conversion and the exhaustion levels mm-hmm. and the uh, the rightmost panel has the list of conditions and how they apply to the player you know petrified poison invisible prone that sort of thing so the the common things that you need as you play that uh, you know saves time that you can look down and go oh yes that's what that means for me great um, hmm just thought this was a really cool idea. Uh, I believe back in second edition, maybe third edition, I don't quite remember. You know, ages kicking in. <laughs> uh, they did have like a, a player portfolio with mm-hmm. player screens, but they were full sized. Right. So you were sitting around a table with you know four or five, six other people, and everybody had their, their DM screen type thing up. And it was, it, it wasn't a good design because, you know, you had to... It just further I, segmented people from one another. Yeah, and, and right. to me, it, it would promote cheating in a game mm-hmm. that, why you'd want to cheat, I don't know. But uh, yeah, or if you, you if you mandated, you have to roll your dice out in the open. You've got to stand up and roll over your screen. Or where's my where's my mini at on the map? You got to pick it up and look. You know all kinds of things. This nice and short. It, it's succinct. It has a, a few key bits of information for the players. Helps the DM coach the new the newbie player through the uh, learning process and gets them into the game. Hopefully mm-hmm. gives them a little bit more confidence uh, in playing, but they don't have to rely on the DM all the time. Heck yeah! And, uh, for learn to plays, I really like this idea. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. And just just as a as a thing, this is version 2.0. You go on the Kickstarter page, you can scroll down a little bit, and you can find a PDF version of the uh, the first version of this. Mm, you can, like, yeah. So I'm going to print these out and take them with me for Gen Con. There That's you go. cool. I like that. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. All right. That was the player screen. Yep. And it has funded, out. so no worries there. It's all good to go. All right. Uh, Troy, you got one more here, and this I is got, a big one. I got one more. Yeah. This is pretty cool. This... Uh, 
This is a, a redo from a previous edition. This is Necropolis, an epic adventure in the desert sands. Uh, you know, one of the most popular mythologies, I think, that's out there is the the Egyptian mythos. Mm. And, you know, because it's just so... I don't know. It's so mysterious and exotic, and and you know the the pyramids, the 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 sphinx, the the animal headed gods, all this stuff, the mummies. It just kind of has this really cool flavor to it, um, and this is a a uh, a zhuzhed up version for fifth edition. Necropolis, an adventure for swords and wizard for swords and wizardry rule set, and for fifth edition. So it is already. And again, this is already funded. Got about uh, 19 days left uh, as of this uh, recording. <laughs> it is for levels, uh, starting at level 7 to 9-ish is where you want to start these adventures at. Hmm, that's um, interesting. Yeah. And it is set in the, the uh, Triple Kingdom of Kemet on the continent of Libinos in the Lost Lands, which is the world of Frog God games and Necromancer games. Necromancer Games is the studio that's putting this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art is very is very cool. We always talk about the art. Um, gotta say, I'm digging it a lot. It's got uh, maps, uh, the Temple of Osiris, the Necropolis, the legendary of legendary tomb of Ra, Rahotep, poster mm-hmm. maps, information about the Triple Kingdom, wilderness encounter tables, NPCs, 50 new monsters. There are almost 50 new monsters, new character options, spells, and magic items. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the maps are looking really cool. The cartography on this is, is nice. Uh, yeah, they, they, you can get like a, a leather-bound collector's edition if you really want to. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I dig the whole Egyptian mythos. So this is something mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know, it's, it's speaking to me. And... It's doing something I think that Wizards of the Coast needs to learn from. And mm. that is you don't need to make a hardback book campaign that starts at level one and takes you all the way to fifteen all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that just seems to be what they're stuck on. They think that's the uh, the way to go. Give me smaller adventures still in those hardback books because you can give me all this information but do it more like it used to be back in the day where it's only going to span maybe a whole tier if you wanted to three three four levels whatever Mm -hmm. but give it because what happened you know what happened to the idea of my adventuring group is traveling the world doing all of these cool things building their name now it's oh this adventuring group is going to solve the rhyme of the frostmate (laughs) or you know this group is going to fight back tiamat and that's all they're going to get to do because once they get to you know 15th level or whatever usually your game's going to peter out you want to start something over because you've been playing the damn thing for two years (laughs) so give give me more flexibility in my stories give me more flexibility in my adventures you know, I, I, yes, I could do that by just running my own stuff. 
But hey, we're all, they're all, they're here to make money, make smaller adventures. Check out this necropolis, and uh, and give me something like this where I can travel all around. You know what I find interesting about this project and is um, necromancer games in general. Um, so they've got like six kickstarters that they've done successfully. Um, mm-hmm. I've backed a few of them. Um, they're at like a sister company to Frog God Games. Yeah. Um, but what I find interesting is that if you like their Kickstarters, something that we haven't talked about before, but they do like their adventure books, not like their hardcovers, but their adventure books through Indiegogo. Okay. Um, and mm-hmm. they, they are pretty frequent on there. Like, I don't think they've got one going on right now, but probably a few times a year you can, if you're following Necromancer games, you can uh, pick up a, uh, like a soft cover little adventure um through indiegogo for a, a reasonable price um so it's interesting to me that they kind of bounce back and forth between the two crowdfunding platforms um and i would be curious to know it, it's got to just be that um th- they're really trying to stick to the the kickstarter mantra of only one product and then you fulfill it okay. and you don't launch another project until that one's fulfilled I, that must be how they're handling this. So while they're doing these little side ones, they put them on Indiegogo to play by the rules, and good for them. That's a cool thing. So um, all that to just say, uh, if you like Necromancer stuff, follow them on Facebook and keep an eye on Indiegogo. Awesome. But yeah, I, I like this project too. Uh, 55 bucks, I think, gets you the hardcover and the PDF. Yep. That's that's yep. pretty. Oh, reasonable. and they and they do have they do have VTT uh, assets. Uh, if mm-hmm. I'm remembering correctly, it is yes, they have one that's fully Fantasy Grounds Unity, mm-hmm. so it has mm-hmm. all those bells and whistles, and then they have just a VTT asset pack, mm-hmm. so that you can incorporate it into any other VTT other than Fantasy Grounds Unity, you know, with a little mm-hmm. bit of work and and zhuzhing around, so. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so that was Necropolis. Let's move on. Uh, so the next one is Dungeon Maths Wave 2. Uh, this is back on the Kickstarter train. Um, so this one's pretty interesting. Uh, Troy was talking to me about it uh, a little bit ago. Basically, these are double-sided neoprene maps that are like tac like i would call them first and foremost like tactical miniatures maps mm-hmm. um uh, but one side has one type of terrain the other side has another and so like one is a cavern and the other side is a forest one side's ice the other one's a desert i think that's pretty cool um and they've got like i don't know how many like eight different iterations and some of it's for sci-fi and some of it's for fantasy some of it could work for modern um, the maps are uh, two by three. It's a pretty good size for for a tabletop. That's the I like maps to be size, pretty right? big, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like maps to be pretty big. I don't like really tiny ones. And this is this is the size I like or bigger. Um, so that hits a right note to me. Um, and it is thirty eight bucks for a single one, and if you order multiples, the price goes down, and it has free shipping for U.S. backers. So um, I think um, 
just for myself here. I think I might pick up the roadway and swamp one. Okay. Um, I think that the trade-off here, if we're going to discuss these for a half moment, is mm-hmm. when I'm in person, I like to draw on things. Not like fancy drawing, but like here's a room, sketch, sketch, sketch. Uh, there's a tree over here, sketch, sketch, right? Yeah. You couldn't do that on this. Um, but I could see a value in a roadway one or a swamp one where I'm not going to draw a ton on anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think kind of keeping that in mind, I think that there are some of these that are really going to be useful. Like the other one I saw is like the ice and desert one. Yes. Heck yeah, right? Like all the time. Other ones, I think your mileage may vary. Uh, so like the cavern one, do you really need a two by three of a blank cavern? Right. I, I would argue that's going to be a tougher sell. You're probably doing a dungeon crawl and you're going to want to draw walls and all sorts of things. Um, but I think some of these are really good and going to be really useful. And I think that if you're doing a tactical game, right? That's not D&D, but you're using miniatures for wargaming and things. I think this would be really cool. Um, so there's definitely uses for these. And I think um, bare minimum, I'll probably pick up one and, and see how I like it. But 2 by 3 is a great size. And free shipping, 38 bucks. I think I can make this work. And, you know, when you go to the Kickstarter page, the pictures of them being, you know, in use with terrain and minis on them, I think... You know, it really makes it pop. Like especially that uh, the water one with the tentacles coming out mm-hmm. and, the, and the boat. I was thinking that too. That like the, the really ocean floor and the the uh, sea surface, the ocean surface. That's yeah. You could get a lot of mileage yeah. out of you that, get a lot you, of especially if you've got like a seafaring campaign. Yeah, and, and yeah. granted, like you said, you know, do you, do you need the uh, the dungeon floors or whatever? No, but with the way they're using them with this terrain. Yeah, if you have terrain to set on top of it, it that's a whole different really, story. Yeah, it really makes everything pop. And well, a lot of people are not. A lot of people are not using like the full, t- uh, the full dwarven d, uh, dwarven forge mm-hmm. style anymore. Some of them are using just they want walls and doors and and that's yep. it, right? So you yep. slap those on there from your from the three uh, D printed stuff that you put together. You can use mm-hmm. that pretty extensively. Yeah. They've got interior stuff and the. I like the abyss. The abyss one. Is mm, that one's good. Like yeah, one. I also like mm-hmm. that they are edge to edge. Mm-hmm. So if yes. you did buy multiples of the same thing, you could butt them up against each other and have a huge map. So yeah, there's it's cool. It's absolutely cool. And you're gonna get your map by September. By September. So that's the other tempting thing for me is like I could pick one up and potentially have it for Gen Con yeah. or other conventions <laughs> that I'm running at. So. Yeah. Uh, way to make it more difficult. They are also about to unlock a uh, Fey Forest and Jungle one at 14,000 and more stretch goals to come. So, yeah. Uh, I, I wish I had I wish I had an extra, you know, 240 bucks. And just pick up the whole to lot. Just, yeah, to just mm-hmm. snag all eight mats yeah. they've got right now. Because, yeah. yeah. Alright. Very cool. That was Dungeon Mats Wave 2. John, you have had to sit tight and be silent for too long. Too long. Mm-hmm. The yes. one that I've got that I'm going to start off with is uh, I had to wrap my mind around it, to be honest. There's so much going on in this thing. Uh, let, me, let me paint a picture for you of Never Ending Dungeon. Uh, this let me guess. Is, a, is it a Never Ending Dungeon? 
It is possibly, yes. It could be. Is Who it knows? Sequel? Is it a sequel to the never-ending story? Uh, if it is, I'm going to be really un- upset because I don't think my heart can handle another Artex moment. Okay? Hmm. No more swamps of sadness, please. Uh... No. No, no, no. This is actually it is software for automatic adventure generation. Uh, so this, this application, uh, it builds a labyrinth or a path through a forest, a cave, a tower from, uh, with ready-made tiles. Mm-hmm. And tiles are, they have physical tiles that you can purchase separately or in, that are incorporated into a different tier in the Kickstarter. But this application, uh, you can actually use it to, to uh, create uh, first-person views of 3D rendered That's CGI uh, dungeons, right? And some of the ones that they've got on here are really, really great. They've got uh, winter, ocean, city, hell, forest... Village, mountain, maze, park, glade, and on and on and on, depending on how their Kickstarter goals go. Uh, you set things like the density of the monsters in the in within the area, uh, the density of traps, uh, however many NPCs might be there, and then all they'll also include incorporate loot. If there's a treasure hoard or a chest that's somewhere hidden in a forest, buried underground, whatever, all of that stuff's already in there for you. It's it the you click a button, you kind of set the the sliding scale of stuff, hit the button, boom, it generates it. And so whenever it generates it, you have the dungeon master view that shows you where everything is. And in addition, you have like, you can do a top down and then you can print it if you want to, or you can top down, save it, throw it into your VTT. Um, or, uh, you can, uh, um, you can actually like one of the things that they show is the, uh, on a, TV, right? You can either either have a, a uh, live version of it running on a TV that you've got like embedded in your table, so you can play on top of that. Or mm-hmm. if it's up on your wall, you can use it to describe this room that you're in right now, and they can actually your players can actually see in there and rotate around a through a full 360 degree um, uh, view of the of the dungeon. Yeah. Uh, there's some. It looks great. Uh, they've they are focusing on 5e. And a fantasy elements, but they're already talking about uh, sci-fi, uh, ancient Earth uh, tiles, uh, and things like that that are going to be incorporated into it too. Uh, yeah, like it's this is this is cool. It it's one of those things where it's kind of a crapshoot uh, with with these kinds of kickstarters. It seems really really exciting, but any, like with a lot of applications and software, it makes me nervous sometimes because they can be really buggy or a lot of the things that they promise don't get thrown out, don't get included in the first release and they've got to do some fixes and stuff like that. And then they kind of run out of steam before you really get this full fleshed out promised version of the, the application that you get. Cause this seems really, really ambitious to me. Um, uh, but I mean, like, but yeah, but again, so some of the stuff that they've got in here that you could do again, that's got the printed tiles that will come out with it. Um, they talk about the compatibility with the different uh, various RPG systems. They're focusing on 5e and D&D and stuff like that. Uh, but they're looking at uh, space sci-fi, Cthulhu, um, like uh, supernatural stuff like that. So they're planning on expanding. Uh, what you get mm-hmm. out of this Kickstarter with the kind of the base pledge is a lifetime license to the application, which tells me that at one point they may end up doing a subscription. And if they do a subscription, you don't have to worry about it anymore. If you get in on the ground floor, factory level, uh, with a platinum pledge, you get the printed tiles, and you get all these additional uh, stretch goals they've talked about Mm -hmm. where uh, things like um, 
additional tile types, uh, additional features and things that make the game a little bit easier for you to run off of. Even like a, a DM screen. They've got mm-hmm. a DM screen and stuff like that. Uh, you can get the, all of the, the Kickstarter art, additional objects. So the, the items that are on there are actual items that you can see on the, the play surface. Like for the for the the rendered version of the dungeon, and so they can they'll incorporate additional uh, swords and axes, chests, types, and things like that with the different expansions. Or you can buy, um, oh sorry, with the the stretch goals, and then eventually what they'll probably end up doing is they'll have expansions to it that you purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go ahead. I'm looking and I'm seeing a lot of so checking out the person or the team behind it it's mm-hmm. a company called spell arena who and have... spell arena has a patreon that i have been yes. a part of for quite some time mm. that does some fantastic maps yes yes That's how you, they you may so. you may be wondering how they did it well maybe they're giving you the keys to the kingdom right mm-hmm. that could be mm-hmm. yeah there's a ton of maps and tokens mm-hmm. that they've put together so it's not so we're, definitely it looks like their their app development is new but as a company kicking out product that's mm-hmm. a good sign that they've got so much that they've fulfilled and they've got a big you know they're making $2000 a month on Patreon which definitely shows consistency and uh, that they're they're will that they're able to put out product so yep yeah very cool. yeah the so the different tiers that they've got here are the different object sets, They're the Kickstarter exclusive, or I should say the Kickstarter exclusive set is incorporated into the silver tier, which is uh, 30 euros, which I think is going to be like around 40, 45 bucks uh, US, I think, or maybe up to 50. Uh, 36. Yeah. 36. 36? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, I'm thinking, well, I'm thinking of the pound. You're right. Uh, so 36 bucks. So uh, <laughs> a lifetime license to the uh, to NeverEnding Dungeon for the application. PDF copies of the tile packs that you can get printed at part of like that the Palladium or Platinum Edition or something like that. And then Kickstarter exclusive objects, swords, mm. stabs, axes, things like that, that will only be ex- uh, uh, released as a part of the Kickstarter goals and, and rewards. Um, then you can get, uh, if you spend about, you know, 20 bucks more, then you can get access, early access to the beta program. And mm-hmm. you can get, uh, get, in on the, uh, get in on it even further ahead of everybody else and be a part of the team they're kind of beta testing and providing input and recommendations and suggestions to the design team that's a part of it hmm. and it goes on from there a lot of the stuff that comes after that is physical uh stickers and uh, printed mats tile pieces um posters dm screen all that kind of good stuff too or the meat and potatoes of this thing is in the application itself Oh, yeah, one of the things that you can get, uh, like if you're doing the Platinum, one of the things you get is uh, terrain pieces that are stickers mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the for the actual physical. Cool. Yep. Yep. And Though I don't, uh, oh, they're, and they're vinyl stickers, right? Yeah, so they're reusable. So it's the old, those old school, like, peel them off, put them back on as many times as you yeah, want Yeah, what to. were those things called? I don't even remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm too old to remember these days, uh, but I mean, it is okay. So Color let forms. me give let's like let's be honest, right about about this kick about the Kickstarter corner here is that or the crowdfunding corner is sometimes I'm going to put stuff we I should say are going to put things out there that 
are interesting, but that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that we're going to we're going to fund it or we're going to be a part of the funding of the Kickstarter. I'm really interested to see where this goes, but I'm leery of purchases in the past when it comes to applications in particular. I've got a, kind of like a, a mm-hmm. snake bit approach to it where I'll see what how it pans out and see what the product actually get that gets released looks like. And yeah, I may not be able to get the free or get the uh, the full lifetime experience and all the Kickstarter exclusives and stuff and all that stuff too, but I've been burned way too many times before. It looks great. Mm. It looks great on the little the the stinger or the uh, the sizzler reel that they've got on in video and, and they got a really great presentation. So I'm not taking anything away from them on that. It's just it is really hard for me personally to jump bo- uh, feet first uh, into a Kickstarter like this yeah. because well, there are usually a lot of promises in application development, and then you miss features because you miss deadlines, you overpromise, you underdeliver, that kind of stuff. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. It's. I was just gonna say it's they're tr- they're uh, implying delivery in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they've got a lot of the a- a- map assets already done, but they're also promising a lot of stuff. A yeah. lot of stuff, especially the 3D stuff. Like if it was just a 2D dungeon creator, I'm like, this sounds like something that they can do mm-hmm. in in that amount of time. The 3D aspect of it is the thing that makes me think, wow, they're really being ambitious with this. And part of this too, I'm like, I don't know what their design process is. I don't know the size of their team. They may, you can actually purchase 3D assets, yeah. make tweaks to them, and kind of have like almost like a re- like a like a seller's package, right? Or seller's mm-hmm. licensing to where you can then sell those out as a part of a package that you you create from those assets. So they may be doing a lot of that too, where they don't have to do all of the bulk work themselves. They've made deals with other companies. Yeah. to get those assets and to deliver faster. And they may end up having to do that, too, if they're trying to hit those deadlines. It's like, well, you know, we want to put horses in here, but we're not going to be able to do them ourselves. Let's go to, you know, Joe 3D, you know, hot dog stand, and let's get some from over there, right? They, they do horses, to do too? They do horses, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's weird. I'm not going to tell you what they're made out of, or okay. the hot dogs are made out of, though. So That's fair. Horses. No, but they're the, delicious. The Thanks, Zach. And they um, taste exactly the way that you, you think, think they, they should. Would. Yeah. Yeah. For for me though, um, and I understand what you're saying, Jack, because yeah, I, I've I've been burned on a few things before too. Um, Spell Arena has been around for quite a while mm-hmm. as as a Patreon, putting out high quality maps and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, great stuff. Um, for me, I would I would consider you know having having been a Patreon uh, a Patreon supporter of them for a while. Uh, I would go ahead personally, bite the bullet and risk the you know the forty bucks mm. on on the silver at the, at the at the minimum if I were going to pledge just because you know they have a track record of delivering cool stuff and I've I've wasted forty bucks on worse. <laughs> Not saying this is the worst, but you know. If if let's if let's say something goes horribly horribly wrong unforeseen, and I'm out forty bucks, I'm out forty bucks. Okay, you've big, you've big, rolled big. the dice, pun intended, before mm. and, and been yeah. burned and had the seen success in it too. Yeah, another part yeah. of this too, another aspect or another layer of this to think about is 
whenever Watsy releases whatever it is they're going to release for their virtual tabletop, if there's a 3D component, mm-hmm. can you does it do everything that they're saying that this can do? Probably not, right? I don't I don't know that Watsy's going to release something that's going to be like uh, you know, randomized battle maps and stuff like that. Maybe you've got to do more of a Neverwinter Nights kind of DM like you know, oh, plug man, and play something. So I know, right? Um, but I don't know, man. That's not like that's another re- thing that's hold, making me hold off a little bit longer it's because we saw that survey come out and some of the the screenshots that we saw from it. So, I mean, look, I want them to be successful, and I hope you know, if they could crush Watsy for all I care when it comes to that stuff. Um, it's just it's it's a hard sell for me right now. Uh, oh yeah, but it is fascinating. And it looks really cool. So they deserve they deserve the attention that I'm trying to give them. You know huh. what little myth that may be, but uh, yeah, that's just the, it's the trepidation that comes with getting burned before. And they have funded. They, yes, they have indeed yeah. funded. So yeah. that almost is three times issue. as much. Yeah. Yeah. So you know it's going to happen. To you know, and I, I have faith. I have faith that they're going to uh, not only deliver what they're saying they're going to deliver, but I have a feeling that they're probably going to blow some doors off with stuff mm-hmm. that they haven't even thought of yet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is, that is my hope. I, I enjoy Spell Arena's uh, products. Um, you know, they, they haven't uh, they haven't disappointed me yet, mm-hmm. is, is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Cool. There you go. Well, so All the, right. What else you got? Yeah. Yeah, so the other, the other one that I've got, uh, this is one that I am backing. Uh, I'm backing. It's uh, Spire's End, Hildegard. Uh, this is actually kind of a part two. Um, oh, I Kickstarter. saw this. And uh, the first Kickstarter mm-hmm. came out, and it kind of told you the story and the tales about the the world that this is centered around, the world of Spire's End. Um, and so they, this is kind of like a, a dungeon D and D ish type thing. Previ- previous for that that camp, it's like a campaign setting that kind of came out. Mm-hmm. But this is a this is a card game, and the interesting thing about this is you can play it co op, or you can play it solo. You can play it by yourself, right? And some of the mechanics of this thing are absolutely fascinating, uh, and really really exciting. And I like I, I want to play. Uh, so okay, so here's the the basic premise: you play as the young hero. Uh, Hildegard, who looks totally BA, I may add, uh, redhead Viking mm-hmm. female lady, a uh, young woman with like antler horns sticking out of the the prototypical Norman uh, uh, conical helmet. Uh, she's been tasked to deliver a mysterious package of utmost important to uh, importance to the coast, but the journey will not be in, uh, easy. So rumors are rampant about what. Hilda um, Hildegard is carrying, and so you've got to uh, dodge townsfolk, critters, um, carny, uh, irate carnies, uh, natural disasters, a boatload of fallen leaves, yada yada yada. So uh, the, that's the premise. There's a story behind it, and uh, you the way that the cards lay out is you could end up having Hildegard uh, encounters, um, you know, crows. Right, like a, mm. a, a swarm of or a murder of crows, and so she has to fight the crows off, and uh, so you kind of go through this this battle mechanic that has these custom dice where you have to form uh, form a target with a center circle and uh, an outer circle, and the like the dice sides will have like half of one circle, 
a full circle or just a dot, a full target, things like that. And you have to fill, fill those things out in order to hit the thing that Hildegard needs to hit. So you, hmm. And Hildegard has like a, an attack rating of four. And then the, the crows have an attack rating of three. So they roll three dice, she rolls four dice. So the, it's just the, the, the mechanics are, are fascinatingly gonzo to me, the way that they mm-hmm. went with it. It's not numeric but it's still randomized. And the way that you're able to kind of, you have to strategically kind of bank some dice after you roll them in order to, in the hopes that you'll be able to form a target with like the, you know, circle, 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 dot kind of target. Um, you'll form hmm. that target to hit the, the, the enemy, right? What's another layer of this is really interesting is that Hildegard, you can only use certain die faces to actually hit Hildegard or the bad guys. Like with the bad guys, maybe you can't use the uh, a circle, but you can use a half circle left, half circle right, and a dot or a full target uh, shape, right? Um, so that's the, com- the combat I really dug into pretty deeply. That's what kind of like that got my attention. But the way that it works, though, is like a choose your own adventure. The cards themselves, like an example, is for the Baroness. You will wake. You wake to the promise of adventure. A small package has been dropped off at your doorstep. Your first delivery. It's a hasty, hastily wrapped box with instructions. It's to be del- delivered in pristine col- uh, condition to the Baroness of Seacrest Cliffs. Pull cards 88, 89, and ninety, and then go to the Merchantile or breakfast eight or two. And so you then go to that card. And so you kind of like you go down the rabbit hole of the different variant branches that you can go off of. And you're having these mechanical occurrences that are going along the, the way. Uh, like if you choose um, card two, which is breakfast, is the hungry hog. And so you can eat hmm. dried fruit and nuts, porridge and coffee, bread and buttermilk. This is all a card game. It's absolutely... Like I'm so fascinated by this thing. Uh, and mm-hmm. um, you have different encounters... Uh, that that are will happen along the way, and like there's the scarecrow, uh, the stalker, or some of the the enemy combatants mm-hmm. that are incorporated into it, and then so Hildegard has always dreamt of those uh, first travels outside of the Gray Oaks. So if you want for two player games, the second player will take on the role of uh, Helvig, is and that's her young hot headed friend with a boomerang. Hmm. So the two of you go on a co op mission and to do the same thing. Man, I am absolutely like super excited and in love with this game already. I love the art. Yeah, the art's really cool. Yeah, I was yeah. looking at uh, I was looking at the first one, which is it's called Spire's End, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just Spire's End. Yeah, and yep. uh, it's got a good ranking on uh, Board Game Geek, eight point one. It's sold out of its second printing. Yep. Um It seems to be. Uh, you know, you could you could try to pick up a you know forty five bucks is retail. It's selling for over seventy dollars on eBay. So like, yeah, they've actually even got it. Game... They've got Go a ahead. bundle in in the one of the tiers that you a reward tiers that incorporates this game and the previous game oh, in okay. it. They're all sold out. Every single wow, one. wow. Out. Well, denied. I think that's mm, cool. Down. I think yeah. that's cool. the The original game looks awesome. This game looks awesome. I'm I'm really glad that you brought this up, John, because I was looking at this and I didn't quite pull the trigger on it, but I'm I'm glad that you did. Um, and the, really, the only reason I didn't was because I don't typically back card games on Kickstarter, mm. and I'm 
I don't know why, but um, I'm the same way. So I'm with you, right? But in this case, they revealed enough of the game with these cards, and they, the videos that they've they put put out that gives like a uh, tutorial for the face-offs between the enemies and things like that. All it did is make me hungry to know more about the game and actually try it out. And then again, one of the things I love about this is like if you're sick of playing solitaire. You can probably mm-hmm. sit down and play this, and there's a friggin' story that goes along with it too. So yeah. it's not just rolling dice. Mm-hmm. There's like you make the decisions, and you uh, like the the game unfolds before you. There are 400 cards incorporated in this thing for mm-hmm. four different chapters. Wow! Uh, they have hit their stretch goal by a like they were 15,000. They're at 218,000 right now, yeah. and they've gone stretch goal after stretch goal after stretch goal. More videos, uh, more previews and some of the uh, more uh, tutorials than you can shake a stick at with this thing. Mm-hmm. And again, the dice mechanic is freaking bonkers to me. It is it is mm-hmm. so like they you, they took that you know that kind of like the custom dice, the pluses and minuses for like the fate system or the fudging and things like that, right? And but with this, it's like you have to form the target to hit a bad guy with the dice. The dice mm-hmm. form the target with the different parts, right? It's just crazy to me. And then there's like a wild die, and uh, they've got like, uh, you use little uh, uh, colored cubes to represent hit points, or uh, like hit uh, like hit points, and then like different types of powers that Hildegard can use, and that stuff like that. It's it's crazy. There's It's so elaborate. And like, what's the price tag here? It's like 30 bucks, I think. Let's see. 40, 40 bucks. 40 bucks will get you the whole thing. Man, it's like, I'm ready to, like, shut up and take my money. I'm so excited <laughs> about this game. I haven't been excited, as excited about a game, like, since, like, think maybe, like, uh, the, what is it, the, uh, uh, probably Hellboy RPG. I was Ooh. super excited oh. about the Hellboy R- mm. RPG. Uh, I'm really excited about this one. And that's, the, like, the guy to spelunking thing that, uh, that, uh, Niles Douglas did, too. I'm super excited about that, too. But... This is the coolest mechanic that I've seen in a while. Outside of like, you know, like a tabletop RPG. I love this thing. So, cannot praise it enough from what I'm seeing. Hmm. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, that was uh, that was a good run, fellas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, good collection there. Wide variety. Um just I, I I was listening to another podcast that did this um, for for their own thing, non D and D related. But I thought this was good, so I'll do it here at the end. Um, so a little recap: um, I started off with talking about micro dungeons for D and D for a buck. Then Troy took over and talked about the Ultimate Games Master app. Talked about the Player Screen 2.0. And talked about Necropolis by Necromancer Games. I talked about neoprene maps called Dungeon Mats Wave 2. Uh, and then John rounded us out with Neverending Dungeon, which is a uh, uh, another virtual um, app uh, put on by uh, Spell, Spell Arena. Arena. Yeah. Spell Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, and their big project that's live right now. And then John rounded us out with Spire's End the expansion or standalone game Hildegard, um, which is a card game. That is pretty cool. Absolutely. I'm curious now. I am too. I am too. Yeah. All right. This is well, this to me is like sitting at the airport waiting for two hours 
for your mm. flight out to Winter Fantasy or Game yeah. Hole Con or something like that to get you in the mood. Oh, sorry, I could I could go on. I'm so the excited. Train. <laughs> so excited. The game train. <gasps> That's right. Ooh, right on. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. All right. So uh, hopefully uh, our listeners enjoyed this Kickstarter episode. Um, nice and beefy this time around. Yeah, it was. Uh, if you enjoyed it, uh, tune in in about two more weeks and we'll have another episode out for you. We'll do a little roundup and see what we've got in the barrel that time. Uh, until then, you're welcome to head on over to our Facebook page and, or our Discord uh, and let us know if there's any that we missed or if you backed one of these, shoot us a message. If you got a Kickstarter in that uh, you backed in the past, we'd love to see pictures of it and what you ended up thinking of it there on Discord yeah. or on Facebook. Yeah, definitely. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to listen live, the next live recording will be uh, this coming Tuesday. Every Tuesday and Sunday we record. Tuesdays are the podcast recordings, official weekly podcast. And Sundays will be Kickstarter podcast and special podcast or special recordings. Uh, more coming soon on that. All right. I think that's it. I think so. Yeah. Uh, and definitely uh, subscribe. Leave us a review and mm. share mm. us with people. Yes. Uh, do. We, we want to increase our community and, and get more uh Get more people involved. Um, we, you've found the goodies that we want to share. Don't be stingy. Don't be stingy. Help someone out. Let, let, lend a hand. Let them and, us too. And somebody, somebody needs to come in and help Craig and Girk and Ulysses, you know, and the rest uh, make fun of us. Mm. That's right. There was not nearly enough harassment. No, there in, was like uh, none in channel except tonight. For the beginning. <laughs> right, but rightfully well, so. Well, rightfully well so. Placed. Rightfully yes. So. All right. Well, thank you all for listening again, and uh, we'll see you very soon. Yeah. Thanks have a great game, everybody. Yep. You guys stay safe out there. Anyway, what were you going to say, Zach? I think we were going to say something else about uh, Master of the Universe. No. No, you were. No. no. Oh, no, I was. Yes, I was. I was. You that, were. Was <laughs> that was me. That, that was me. I was. The, I was doing that. That's right. Rated five stars for degree of difficulty, so don't mistake this book for a good read. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, good job, Bison Trainer. Well, well done, Bison Trainer. I love that. <laughs> I love. I love that he's like. Uh, he's determined that the star rating system on Goodreads is on the for the difficulty of readability in the book. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> oh boy. Oh.